We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. IB Nation, welcome to the Irish Breakdown Podcast. We are live here on a Thursday. Today, a little bit of recruiting hour. We're going to talk early 2025 cornerback board for you all to really give you a taste of some of the top players in Notre Dame's board early on. You know that we've been kind of doing this series of really giving you guys a little bit of insight to some of the top players on the board in the 2025 class and where Notre Dame is with them, where they are with Notre Dame. Usually this is a Monday show, but Due to the season being right around the corner, we are only a little bit over a week now until Notre Dame football is finally back. So we had to move the schedule around a little bit. But I am live here, recruiting hour. This is going to be a solo show today. So luckily, I have someone behind the scenes that is going to be starring questions. So if you have questions for a mailbag, we'll hit that at the end. We're going to talk 2025 recruiting from the cornerback position. I'm really going to detail where Notre Dame is with each one of these football players, where they are with Notre Dame, who is visited, who is not, who needs to visit, what the expectation is on a visit coming into the season, and everything else in between. Also have a fun little interview for you all in the second section of the podcast today. I got an opportunity to sit down with a player that we'll be talking about on the show very today. So hit that like button, subscribe to the podcast, notification bell, all that great stuff before we get started. If you want to say hi, to, uh, to Ryan here in the chat today. We very much appreciate it. But mailbag questions, MB before the mailbag, if you guys want to throw them in the chat, we'll be starting everything throughout this show. I want to talk about cornerback recruiting because I think it is one of the more fascinating just positions on the Notre Dame roster over the last couple of years. Because if we're being completely honest with ourselves, when Mike Mickens first got to campus, this position was not in the best situation in the world. You think back to 2020 is the season I always go back to Clarence Lewis as a three-star freshman had to come in and had to play on a playoff team. By the way, you also had to go to the transfer portal and get Nick McLeod, who was a good cornerback, but we know that that move was made out of necessity more than anything, right? You needed Nick McLeod to come in and luckily for Notre Dame, Nick McLeod came in and played good football for the University of Notre Dame. He was their best corner that season so 
cornerback recruiting wasn't in the best of situations. I, it wasn't quite as bad as I would say what wide receiver was when Chancey Stuckey had first gotten to campus as far as what the numbers and the quality of players on, on the on the roster were, but it was one that needed a serious overhaul as far as talent from a talent perspective. And Mike Mickens has been able to do that over the last couple of cycles. You think to 2022 was able to get someone like Benjamin Morrison, obviously into the class who was just coming off of a freshman all American season considered already one of the best cornerbacks in all of college football. Then you go to 2023 and he's able to get Christian Gray. He's also able to get Micah Bell. And if you have listened to any of these shows or been on the message board at all, Christian Gray in most seasons, most years, would probably be playing a significant role for Notre Dame as far as potentially contending to be a starter on the team. He's been that good this spring, got injured, but has come back in the fall and has been absolutely tremendous. He has an opportunity to play a lot of football for Notre Dame this year. You also get Micah Bell, who's a legitimate 4-3 athlete out of the state of Texas. And by the way, Georgia very late in the process was trying to come in and flip him because his brother Dylan plays wide receiver for the university of Georgia. So two big time players in 2023 and so far followed it up in 2024. You have, you had, you have commitments from Leonard Moore and Carson Hobbs in that class. Leonard Moore, in my opinion, is the top 150 caliber player, another Texas kid as well. And I think Carson Hobbs is about to take a huge step as a senior. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. 
So now we need to look forward to 2025 because this is a class that I look at and I say Notre Dame is in a tremendous spot early on. Tremendous. With a lot of players. I mean, I despite it being a solo show, and you kind of want to you want to kind of want to cut down the length a little bit on on amount of players you want to talk about in a solo show because obviously you're running this and you're just talking out loud. I feel like I'm back in the COVID days of teaching when I was just talking to a screen monotonously for hours and you couldn't force a kid to turn on their screen. That's how I feel right now. But literally 11 players we're going to deal with today on the 2025 cornerback board. And I would say, honestly, there is a level of interest or to a high level of interest in probably eight out of 11 right now. And I think all 11 have some semblance of interest in the University of Notre Dame. So what I've done here is I have broken this up into two different categories. I want to talk about the guys that as of right now, we have a firm understanding. One, Notre Dame is very high on this player. Two, there's reciprocated interest. And then three, most of these players have also already visited campus because we have always talked about this, folks. And I really want to reiterate this again. There's a lot of players that are interested in Notre Dame, but is it to a level that is legitimate? That only happens when I think that when you finally make the trip to campus to South Bend. So I want to talk about a few of these players in this top group of players that I want to talk about. I'm going to hit on six guys. Five out of six have all been to campus already. And I think that there was legitimate interest from both sides of the coin. And then when we get to the second conversation, I think that there are players that Notre Dame is still recruiting heavily. But I think that there are some questions as far as only one of those players have made the trip to campus. And what will the board ultimately look like when everything kind of settles down and we get more clarity to who are the absolute targets on the board? So let's get into the board. First player I want to talk about is Dorian Brew, who is a star cornerback out of the state of Ohio. If you are, if you are a big star rating guy, Dorian Brew, who is out of Northmont High School in Clayton, Ohio, he's considered a consensus top 100 player by, I think, every single platform at this point. He ranks incredibly high as a top 30 player by, I think, two different platforms as well. 6'2", 165 pounds, out of the state of Ohio. This is honestly a football player, and me and Brian were just talking about this actually before I started here, about there are several players on this list that could probably legitimately play offense and defense on the college level. Fortunately, Dorian Brew is one of them. He's a kid that I think he could play corner on in Notre Dame level. I think he could play safety. I think he could play wide receiver. He's just an all-around athlete. He really is. So where are things with this? Because I, I would say for me, we know for a fact that Notre Dame is very high on Doreen Brew, as is a lot of different schools, right? A lot, a lot of different schools. But for me, the interest starts with the fact, one, Doreen Brew has made it to campus. As soon as Doreen Brew was offered by the University of Notre Dame, he has done nothing but speak of Notre Dame in very high regards. He's talked about Mike Mickens. He's talked about Marcus Freeman. He has spoke glowingly about the Notre Dame staff, and he's made the visits. Those things are needed, and they're very telling in this recruitment. I would have even, at, at a time, early on in this recruitment especially, I would have called Notre Dame the leader for Dorian Brew. Where we are, though, is that 
as we talk about this young man who's being recruited by everyone from Midwest to Southeast to out West, everyone is on this young man. And I think what you need to understand about this one is Notre Dame is in a very good spot with Dorian Brew, and Dorian Brew certainly likes Notre Dame. But there's going to be a lot of suitors, and he's going to be a player that you need to claw and fight for. And also, Ohio State was a little bit late on Dorian Brew. They hadn't offered until after a lot of the major schools. But from the sounds of it, from everything that I've heard, it sounds like Ohio State is prioritizing Dorian Brew. So anytime there's an Ohio kid who grew up knowing Ohio State's and everything that they bring to the table, you know, a guy that's a Buckeye, right? That gives you some pause, right? But at the end of the day, I think that Notre Dame is going to have a chance with Dorian. It's just about you have to be ready for to battle for this one, man. You cannot let your guard down. You have to get him back to campus during the season, which I imagine, I imagine he'll be back for the Ohio State game. It has not been, that has not been verified yet, but it's been in the talks, I know, from Dorian's side as far as getting back for the Ohio State game. So if he is, I think that's a great opportunity. You could literally get to see a school that he's high on versus a school that he grew up knowing his entire life. I think that that could really be a telling game. And if Notre Dame is able to have a great showing, let's say Benjamin, let's say Benjamin Morrison has an interception or a pick six, or they win the football game off of a, a big a pass breakup at the end, whatever it might be, if they're able to have an impact in that game, I think that you look at Notre Dame's chances as far as it being legitimate here. So I think that you're in a good spot with Dorian Brew. You need to keep fighting. This is not going to be an easy one. If it was ended today, I would not necessarily pick Notre Dame. But Notre Dame's certainly in the thick of it for Dorian Brew. So he's a talented, talented cornerback out of the state of Ohio. A player that Notre Dame has penciled in on or, or honed in on very quickly in this process. He's a player that Notre Dame likes, or not likes. He's a player that Notre Dame loves. He's a player, Dame, a player that Notre Dame wants. Dorian Brew is right at the top of this cornerback board because Notre Dame is very high on him, and I think that he also really likes Notre Dame as well. I wanted to talk about a young man that is going to bring back some nostalgia, maybe a little bit for some fans, and not nostalgia as in I'm saying his father played here in the 80s or 90s. I mean, we have a lot of those kids now. I mean, I think about James James and Jim Flanagan now, Bryce and Bryant Young. There's been a lot of Jerome Bettis Jr., obviously. There has been a lot of legacies that we've talked about over the last couple of cycles. But this one is a really interesting one because Creed Thomas, who's out of Brophy Prep, which is in the state of Arizona, it's in the Phoenix area, if Brophy sounds familiar, it's because the player that I led this off with, this whole conversation about, was Benjamin Morrison. And that is the same high school that Benjamin Morrison played at as a senior and then eventually, obviously, opted to come to the Irish and beating out teams like Alabama for. Cree Thomas is also going to be on this podcast a little bit later. I said I had a little bit of a surprise interview. Was able to sit down with Cree Thomas, who... Big fan of really talented, six foot one, 160 plus pounds. He's long, he's explosive. There's a lot of fun and projectable traits to get excited about with a player like Cree Thomas. And as was the case with Benjamin Morrison, seeing the whole package, right? Not just playing the cornerback position, but playing at the University of Notre Dame, working with Coach Mickens, getting a great education. 
Cree Thomas also sees a lot of those same attributes in the University of Notre Dame. He has been on campus this offseason. In my interview with him, you'll kind of hear, I imagine that he might be back for a game visit this this season as well, this uh, upcoming 2023 season. His timeline as of now is that he wants to wait to make a decision until after his junior year. And I think Notre Dame will wait on him because Notre Dame likes Cree Thomas a lot. I think they see a lot of things that they want in a cornerback. I already mentioned the length. I mentioned the athleticism. Very interesting background. He's also a pentathlon. So there is a, a pentathlete, I should say, does the pentathlon. So there's a lot of interesting background to Cree Thomas. He likes Notre Dame. Notre Dame loves Cree Thomas. And he's been on campus before. If you ask me today who is the leader for Cree Thomas, I would say emphatically, without hesitation, Notre Dame is the top school for Cree Thomas. And there are other good schools coming after him, mostly Pac-12 schools at this at this point. Oregon is offered. Washington is offered. But also some Midwest schools are starting to offer too, like Wisconsin. And I imagine that he's going to blow up a little bit as a junior. But Notre Dame, I believe, is the leader as of right now for Cree Thomas and for good reason. Another player that school could sound a little bit familiar. I want to go down to the state of Florida for a young man that goes. He's a Tampa Bay kid, a young man named Dallas Golden, who Dallas Golden is from Berkeley Prep in Tampa. And I know for a lot of Notre Dame fans, that's going to bring back some bad memories because we know who went to Berkeley. It was Keon Keeley, who, of course, was committed to the University of Notre Dame, ended up now at Alabama. I expect him to be a absolute star for the University of Alabama. But Dallas Golden, who had visited Notre Dame for the first time this offseason for the Blue and Gold game, 6'1", 170 pounds. This young man is sort of like what I said with Dorian Brew. I legitimately think that Dallas Golden could play multiple spots at the University of Notre Dame if he ends up there. He's a corner. That's what they like him as. But he could also play safety. He has played safety for his school. And offensively, he's a star running back for the school as well. I don't think he would be a running back on the college level, but probably a, a wide receiver. I think he could definitely play some big slot stuff. He could break tackles, work in space. He could do a lot of things offensively, I think, as well for this for any school that he picks. Dallas Golden, though, like I said, he's visited since the moment he was offered. Because he was offered when he was still – it was before his sophomore year he was offered. So it was a long time ago at this point. This time last year was literally when Dallas Golden was offered. So he was the first cornerback that was offered in the 2025 class by Notre Dame. And Dallas has done nothing. And I've had pretty – I think I had a piece on him maybe a week or two ago – he has done nothing but speak very highly of the University of Notre Dame. Ultimately, another kid, you're going to have to get out of the South. But the the values that he brings to the table as far as what he is valuing and finding a school, I think fits Notre Dame really well. He's a high academic kid. He thoroughly understands the importance of education and what that can bring to the next level. Of course, he wants to play professional football. No player that I'm talking about today doesn't want to play professional football. But Dallas Golden, for me, is a player that kind of understands the full picture of things, right? There's some players that want to play professional football, of course, but then there's a smaller value to what education could bring. 
I think Dallas is pretty is pretty even in that sense. Like I imagine that he's going to end up at a, a very a very good academic institution. Does that necessarily mean it's going to be Notre Dame? That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that I think there's legitimate interest there. I really do. I think that they are definitely in his top schools right now as far as that top group. They just need to keep getting him back to campus. He's a Florida kid, right? So you got him back for one time for the blue and gold game. Can you get him back for a game visit this fall and continue that momentum into the offseason, which will be a big one? Dallas Golden is in no rush. I don't imagine him making any decision until after his junior season. Notre Dame has put they have put a lot of value in him and they have put a lot of effort into that recruitment. So I think that there is a legitimate interest on both sides of the coin for a Dallas Golden. A player that we've talked about a ton recently. Because of the, because of the the, what he had told us after the visits, I didn't really know what to expect. To be honest with you all, when Buford, Georgia cornerback Devin Williams visited Notre Dame this offseason, I didn't know what to expect because I had talked to Devin before that visit multiple times, and he had said all the right things about Notre Dame. But you often hear me say. There's players that are intrigued, and then there's players that are legitimate interest. I would say that Devin Williams was more intrigued by Notre Dame before that visit. But this offseason, he made the trip up to Notre Dame, and I think that completely changed the conversation. I really do. I think that he had – well, he had spoken before that, but he had spoken a lot about his relationship with Coach Mickens and how he's made him feel like an absolute priority to him. But I really think that that visit – kind of just seeing the campus, feeling it, seeing the athletic, seeing all the uh, the things that the athletic department can provide, seeing the indoor facility, touring the campus, talking academics, everything, I think is really sold. I think it has really sold the vision to Devin Williams. And guys, again, I'm doing a solo show, but so chill out with the insulting. I mean, it's kind of hard to talk to yourself for an hour plus. Okay. So relax in the chat. If you don't mind, he is a player that I think could play inside at nickel. I think he could play outside as well. I think he kind of has that a little bit of flexibility to play inside and out, which I think is tremendously valuable in the next level. When I think about a guy like Micah Bell, for instance, like there is in a certain scheme, I think that Micah Bell could play outside, but I also think Micah Bell could be a really good nickel. And that's kind of how I think of when I when I think of Devin Williams, he's 5'11", listed. I would say he's probably closer to 5'10", 160 pounds right around. But that kid is incredibly cat quick, explosive, changes direction well. I think he could be, at worst, a little bit of, an, of a slot eraser at the next level. A guy that can really stick to those smaller, quicker, shiftier slot receivers. And he's competitive and he's just a really good all-around athlete. And he likes Notre Dame a lot. He does. I would say that he, their Notre Dame is in the top group as of today for Devin Williams. I think that that visit had that much impact on him. I've talked to Dev, Devin recently. He has not finalized any game visits yet, but I will, all I'll say is I would be surprised if Notre Dame was not a spot that he took in this fall. Because I think, because he already talked, he's said this to me in the past. He saw everything he needed to see from a coaching staff perspective, from a campus perspective. But he wants to see live action, right? What's a game day at the University of Notre Dame look like? Devin Williams, cornerback out of Buford, I think Notre Dame's in a very good spot with, surprisingly. 
In-state corner I wanted to hit on here. A player that has also been to Notre Dame this past offseason. That's Ben Davis out of the Indiana, out, out of the state of Indiana. Mark Zachary, cornerback, who is also a really good wide receiver out of Ben Davis as well. So he plays corner, he plays wide receiver. He's a really interesting athlete. Because he, I think a lot of the things that Mark Zachary brings to the table, Devin Williams also brings to the table that I just kind of hit on. I think he's really quick, explosive, changes directions well. He brings a lot of the building blocks to being a really good corner on the next level. And he's a kid that I think once focuses on one position in one spot, I think he's going to explode. I really do. I think he has that type of upside and the anticipation from the people that we speak to and from people around the Ben Davis program, they think that Mark's going to have a huge junior year. Absolutely huge. So I think that the offer list, offer list is already pretty impressive, but I think it's going to continue to expand. But at the end of the day, He's an in-state kid, has visited Notre Dame, once as a recruit. He's been there multiple times in the past. I think Mark Zachary really likes Notre Dame at this point. You know, and I think that Notre Dame, Notre Dame, we, we, we can legitimately say that Notre Dame also very much likes Mark Zachary and what he brings to the table. So I'm interested to see how quickly this one speeds up and how quickly they push. But I, I don't think there's any question that Notre Dame values Mark Zachary tremendously, and he reciprocates that interest as well. So Mark Zachary, in-state cornerback out of Ben Davis, is a player that Notre Dame very much likes. And a player that I was actually just writing an article about, because we have we have high school football this week, folks, which is pretty wild. But one of the core, I think it's, don't quote me on this one. I think it was, Carson Hobbs or it's Tabron Benny Powell. One second. Let me find this real quick. I need to find this so I don't butcher it. Yes. Carson Hobbs, who's out of Archbishop Moeller in the 2024 class cornerback. They're actually playing against Mark Zachary the first game of the year. So he's coming out, obviously, Ohio school. Sorry, I was just reading a just reading a um just reading a chat. Always get you messed up a little bit. But he's gonna be playing. Carson Hobbs the first game of the season so Archbishop Moeller will be playing against Ben Davis they'll be traveling to Ben Davis which would be interesting really weird Archbishop Moeller actually has I think their first four games of the season are all playing Indiana schools out of the state of Ohio which is kind of interesting I don't know if that's like a typical thing or not but it was just kind of interesting so we will I will definitely have to highlight that game this weekend because not only did we get to see Carson Hobbs senior season we also get to see if Mark Zachary takes a huge step up which I imagine Will be the case, expecting a lot of great things out of Mark Zachary and Notre Dame and the relationship as it continues to build. Last corner I want to talk about in this main group, a player that speaks very, very highly and that there is there is legitimate smoke here. And this one's going to be an interesting one for sure is Chuck McDonald, who's a cornerback out of modern day out in Santa Ana, California. Everybody knows Modern Day. Even if you're not a person that follows recruiting very heavily, you know that Modern Day has a tremendous reputation for putting out a lot of great football players. I mean, you think back to the the Amon Ross St. Browns of the world. You have Aiden, Aiden Breland in the 2025 class, who's a really talented defensive tackle. You think about the JT Daniels, Bryce Young. They put out a Brew McCoy. They put a, a lot of great football players out, You know, even going back to like the Matt Leinerts of the world. But Notre Dame has had a little bit of difficulty getting into modern day. They have. They also, though, and I'll, I'll say, I'll preface this, is that they also, before the 2024 cycle, 
they had some problems getting into the St. John Bosco pipeline. And they're able to obviously land a commitment from Kingston Villamoesa, who is one of the top linebackers in the 2024 class. They were able to, to kind of pry open that door a little bit. And now you've got to kind of kick the door down and keep it open to try to create a little bit of a pipeline. Modern day is kind of in that same situation in, in regards to Notre Dame for me. Notre Dame has to open that door any way they can. And it could be for Chuck McDonald, who has never been to campus, which is why I wanted to leave him a little bit down this list. Not because he's not interested in Notre Dame, not because Notre Dame is not very high on Chuck McDonald. They are. But he hasn't been to campus yet. He's a California kid that's never made the trip to South Bend. So anytime that that needs to take place, I hesitate for a second. Because I will say this, every time I've talked to Chuck, every single time, he is incredibly high on Notre Dame. He he makes it well known as well. Like he doesn't hide it. I mean, he posts things about Notre Dame all the time on social medias for the people that go crazy over social media posts. And I really think that there could be legitimately high interest there. I think Notre Dame would have a good chance with Chuck McDonald. But you need him to get him to campus. That's it. And the things that I really like about Chuck is he's one of the different level. Of, you're going, I, I'm gonna. I have talked a lot already today about a bunch of six foot, six one, five eleven corners that are about 165 pounds, right? That are more coverage corners, guys that need to fill out a little bit. Chuck McDonald's the opposite. He's listed six one, 180 pounds, but if you watch his film, that kid is physical, man. Press man corner, I think at the next level, but also I wouldn't be opposed to him potentially playing safety. Nickel, I, I think he could play a lot of different spots. That's not necessarily I, what Notre Dame's pushes to him, what his sell. But I wouldn't be surprised if Chuck McDonald ends up at Notre Dame if he's not a really good safety eventually at the University of Notre Dame. And it's not has nothing to do with an athleticism thing. He can play corner at the next level athletically. The length he has, the acceleration, the straight line speed, he can play corner. But I think the physicality aspects, like getting that in the box at times, I think could be really, really interesting as far as a potential fit for Notre Dame. So Chuck McDonald's cornerback out of modern day, I think is another player that Notre Dame fans need to keep close eyes on. They need to get him to campus this fall. Need to. There isn't anything that's solidified yet, but I think that some things might be in the work. You need to get him on campus to really get a good opportunity to get a player. Like a Chuck McDonald's. Notre Dame needs to get into that modern day pipeline, though. At the end of the day, whether it's Chuck McDonald, it's someone else, Darius Dixon's also on the board. I don't think Notre Dame has much of a chance there as of today, but they need to start to tap into that modern day pipeline at times. It's not a, a spot where I necessarily say you need to get a player from modern day every single cycle, but when there's a player that you like, you have to be able to go and challenge. So that's Chuck McDonald's. Next group of players. I have five players that I wanted to hit on before I get into my interview with Cree Thomas later in the show. These players are ones that I can for certain say Notre Dame likes. Notre Dame has a lot of communication with. But the reason that they're in a second group is because either they haven't been to campus before or the – Feedback from their side just seems like maybe they're not incredibly interested as of today. And of course, things could change. I mean, we just saw in the 2024 class where I would have said the same thing about Micah Gilbert, who's now committed to Notre Dame as far as like, I didn't think he really 
like Notre Dame a ton. Like I knew, well, let me rephrase. I think he liked Notre Dame, but I don't think he loved Notre Dame. And then he went to campus and then he loved Notre Dame. Cause he's like, yeah, I could see myself here. You need to be able to envision yourself there at the end of the day. So this group is kind of the players that I would say Notre Dame likes. There's some level of interest, but maybe they're just not as high interest as that first group from the player side. That's kind of how I foresee this group working out. So the first one I want to hit on, C.J. Bell, who's a cornerback up in the New England area. This is a young man that actually he visited campus this offseason, and he went to Notre Dame camp there, and he earned himself an offer. See, um, and he is a trying to find the school real quick because I had it written down, but I forgot to write it fully down somewhere. If you are there, I can't find it. But anyway, so this young man who is also, I mean, you're going to hear a very consistent thing as far as a trend in this thing. He is six foot one. He is 165, 170 pounds. Charles Bell that goes by CJ a player that camped at Notre Dame and he did so well that Notre Dame extended an offer. He's out of St. Thomas Moore up in uh, Connecticut. Every school that you see up there or every, uh, sorry, excuse me, every recruiting platform is going to list Charles Bell, CJ Bell as a wide receiver recruits, but Notre Dame is going after him as a cornerback in the 2025 class. Camped at Notre Dame was really impressive. So he's been in Notre Dame. Notre Dame liked what they saw. I just I just need to see how this board kind of fills out a little bit more. I think that he is definitely a player that Notre Dame values. He is definitely a player that Notre Dame is recruiting. I know there is consistent conversation with CJ at this point, but I just need to see kind of that relationship form a little bit more because I think we need to remember that, that this relationship is only one that's a couple months old at this point. Like This isn't one where I talked about Dallas Golden earlier in the show where it's like, Notre Dame's been recruiting him over a year at this point. Like, that's how long this conversation's been. So we'll see what things go with C.J. Bell, but he's certainly a player that's on the board and a player that Notre Dame has seen in person live that impressed them enough to extend an offer. So we've talked a lot of a lot of those players this offseason. We've talked about the Rowan Burns of the world. We've talked about the Matty Augustines of the world. There's been several players this, this cycle that have – Camped at Notre Dame, impressed enough. Ethan Long was another player in the safety target in the 2025 class that did so well that they were given an offer and went to leave, and uh, they have maintained contact with. And CJ Bell definitely fits one of those. Fits there. One of the biggest recruits, as far as recruiting rankings perspective and reputation perspective, that's on the board is Jet White, who's a cornerback out of the Cal- out of the state of California. I left him in the second group because this is where we are with Jet White. Jet White was actually originally, he was committed to the University of Southern California for a while. He is decommitted several months ago, and he has now kind of opened everything back up. He has been at Notre Dame before, although it was last year. And I think that he does like Notre Dame. I just question if it's to the highest of levels. Like, I think he likes Notre Dame, but is it a place that he would leave California for? Is it a place that he would? I I just don't know if the fit is ultimately going to make sense. Like, I just don't know if he necessarily sees himself as a Notre Dame fit right now. Could that change if you get him back on campus? Like it was a USC commit. If you get him back for, let's say, let's say that Notre Dame gets him back for the USC game 
and a former team he was committed to and Notre Dame shows out and they're able to shut down what should be a high, high potent offense for USC. Then could things change a little bit? It could, but I just don't write. I just don't, I just don't foresee it being a player that Notre Dame is going to necessarily pull out of, out of the hat right now. So Jet White's on the list, player Notre Dame likes, but I need to see him get back to campus before I think anything is real. Another corner that has been to campus, and I kind of want to put these players together for a second, but Kevin Humes, who's out of St. Francis in the Baltimore, D.C. area, and and Blake Woodby, who are both very talented cornerbacks. Both similar-ish size. Kevin Humes a little bit smaller than Blake Woodby. Kevin Humes has been to Notre Dame this offseason, and I think that he he says all the right things about Notre Dame, I just necessarily don't know if it was enough that they are going to be a part of that top group. And I just want to see how the board kind of fills out a little bit more. Like that's kind of where I am with Kevin Humes. I think, I think he's a player Notre Dame likes, like there's no doubt, but it's a crowded board, man. I think that one thing that we need to appreciate for a second is that you're talking about 11 really talented players in this board right now for Notre Dame more than that, actually. Cause I'm not even going to talk about guys like Darius Dixon today, Adonis Curry, who are both really good, but, we're talking about realistic targets or guys that Notre Dame is, is pushing for. I just don't think those guys are going to be a part of this conversation. Notre Dame likes Kevin Humes. They like Blake Woodby a lot. I, Blake Woodby has just never been to Notre Dame before. And just my brief conversations with Blake, I just don't get the vibes that he's necessarily incredibly high on Notre Dame right now. Like that's just not, that's just not what I see right now. So I think they have a better chance of Kevin Humes than what they do with Blake Woodby right now. I think both of them are just, you need to work very hard for them. And I imagine Notre Dame is going to keep recruiting them because I know that they are still in contact with those players. But I just have my hesitation. Regardless if they're able to get either of Blake Woodby or Kevin Humes, which I think are very unlikely at this point, they need to start getting into the Maryland, D.C. area. Because St. Francis Academy is one of the best schools in the country, especially in that region. They're in the Baltimore area. And, I mean, they have guys everywhere. I mean, Notre Dame is recruiting several players from St. Francis just in the 2025 class alone. So Notre Dame needs to be able to get into that Baltimore, D.C. area, the DMV area just more in general, but especially Catholic schools in the state of Maryland. Notre Dame needs to have an, a conversation, right? Because I look, they need to have an impact because the Damathas of the world, the St. Francis of the world, you need to start having some momentum there. If you don't, then you're just missing an opportunity there. I really do. I mean, there's been a lot more misses, obviously, in that area over the last couple of years. And I really think that Notre Dame needs to make more of an impact there. They need to find a way to break open that door. Similar to what I said with the modern day pipeline, they need to be able to get into Baltimore, into Maryland in general, into those Catholic schools, into the D.C. area. They need to start getting in there more consistently or at all. So Kevin Humes, Blake would be two very talented corners. They've gotten Kevin Humes to campus already. They have not gotten Kevin uh, Blake would be to campus. Excuse me. I think they need to try to do so this season. Last guy I want to talk about, which Notre Dame offered him actually. So for, for people that don't follow recruiting very well, most of these players were offered during the pot of gold recruiting offer event that happens every St. Patrick's day. So a lot of these players were offered on that day. One player that was offered after this list, most of these lists that I was 
referring to is Alex Graham, who's actually originally out of the Detroit, Michigan area, but is now playing down at IMG Academy. Uh, let me be brief on this one because I think Notre Dame likes him and they they are maintaining conversation. Like I know that they they've reached out to Alex Graham. One, Alex Graham for me. One, he's never been to campus before. That's one. Two, I just don't get the vibes at a high level that he's incredibly interested in Notre Dame, even when he was playing football in the Midwest. And now it's going down to IMG Academy. And uh, when you put all those three things together, I don't know, man. I, I just don't know. I don't know. So a, a player that Notre Dame is going to keep pushing for, Alex Grant, because he's a really talented kid. Another player, I talked about it with Doreen Brew. I talked about it with Dallas Golden, Mark Zachary to a degree. But Alex Grant can play both sides of the ball if he wanted to. He's a really talented wide receiver on top of being a corner. He's electric. I mean, a lot of long speed. This kid's a really talented player. I just think he's th- further down the list as far as legitimate players for. Like, I just don't necessarily see it. So Alex Graham kind of winds it down. Again, if you missed any section of this podcast, I hit on 11 different players. Dorian Brew, Cree Thomas, Dallas Golden, Devin Williams, Mark Zachary, Chuck McDonald, Charles C.J. Bell, Jet White, Kevin Humes, Blake Woodby, and Alex Graham. Those are the 11 players that I hit on today. I would just like to say before I move into my interview with Cree Thomas, who is one of the top corners on the board for Notre Dame. Notre Dame loves Cree Thomas, incredibly high on him. I love this board. I really do. I mean, just kind of taking a step back for a second. When I was talking about when I was talking about who I wanted to talk about in the show, as far as who I'm designating to be the highest of the board and Brandon, I see your question about Jameer Joseph. I think look, Notre Dame has talked to Jameer. I just, there are a couple of players that like, I just don't know if they're high enough on the board for me to have talked about in the show. Cause I like, I didn't talk about Darius, Darius Dixon, excuse me. I didn't talk about Adonis Curry. There's some level of interest with a couple others. I just don't know if it's to the highest of levels as of right now. Could that change? For sure. But regardless, even if you want to add in the Darius Dixons, the Adonis Curries, the Jameer Josephs out of out of New Jersey, if you want to add in those players, Tariq Kayer is another really good one. Yeah, he's a really talented player. Just don't know if Notre Dame's high on his list as of today. But this is a really talented board, folks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're stressed about buying tickets or doing some last-minute ticket hunting to college football games, concerts, comedy shows, your favorite activities, Game Time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. 
If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's gametime.co. I would say comfortably. Notre Dame had six guys that I had on the first list. I think they have a legitimate chance at three to four. I think that there's a chance that they can end up with three of those guys in the top six on their board. I really do. I think that they have a chance at Dorian Brew. I think they have a very good chance at Cree Thomas. I think they have a chance with Dallas Golden. I think they have a good chance with Devin Williams. I think they have a very good chance with Mark Zachary. And I think they have an outside chance at Chuck McDonald. I really do. So Notre Dame is in a good spot with the 2025 class of quarterbacks, um, cornerbacks, excuse me. And I really think that this is a great signal to just the impact that a, that Mike Mickens has had on that cornerback room. We could just have talked about development. We could have talked about we could have talked about recruiting, but he's bringing in very talented players, and more than anything, he's developing them, which is all that matters at the end of the day. Notre Dame is bringing in a lot of talent in the 2023, 2024, and then now into the 2025 class. But it's going to come down to development. When is Notre Dame going to get over that mountaintop? When are they going to get over the edge or take it to the next level? Whatever cliche you want to use. It's when they're able to develop to that high of level. Because there's talent, man. I mean, I talked about the 2024 defensive line class a bunch. Brennan Vernon, Armel Mookum, Bubakar Traore, Devin Houston. That four, I would put that talent against against just about any other defensive line class in the 2024 class. But the thing for me is that can you develop it? Because if you can't develop it, then you just have a bunch of talented dudes that can't play. Like that's just at the end of the day, right? So development needs to equal the recruiting prowess. So I'm interested to see as this cornerback board really fills out for Notre Dame and we really get to see who are the absolute priorities in the class. Because I think there's a lot of really talented dudes that I am incredibly, incredibly excited about. So that's going to do it for this section of the podcast. Broke down a little bit of the 2025 cornerback board for Notre Dame. Before we get into the next section, which we're going to talk a little bit about a interview that I had. I'm going to play an interview with Mr. Cree Thomas, who is a cornerback out of the state of Arizona in 2025 class. One of the top targets on the board for Notre Dame player that Notre Dame absolutely loves, Mike Mickens absolutely loves. Going to play that in a second. I'll have a little bit of an end recap of that and just some of my thoughts. Then we'll get into a mailbag. I've been storing mailbags throughout this show. If you want to keep popping in mailbag questions into the chat, just put an MB in front would be very easy. Again, I'm, I'm doing solo show today, so MB would be very beneficial, very helpful for me. I would very much appreciate that. Before we get into the interview, though, hit that like button, subscribe to the podcast, Five-star reviews are always very, very much appreciated on any of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, go Irish. All right, folks, let's get into it. Mr. Cree Thomas is going to take us up here. I'm going to add, this is my interview. So for people that don't know, I actually talked to him. He was kind enough to interview with me on a Sunday. 
So I want to introduce you all to Cree Thomas, who's star cornerback in the 2025 class out of the state of Arizona. Welcome, everyone, to the Irish Breakdown Podcast. We are live here on a Monday, which means, of course, going to give you all a little bit of insight into some of the Notre Dame recruiting landscape. With the 2024 class already almost kind of signed, sealed, and delivered, we're really focusing heavy on the 2025 class. And I have with me today one of the top defensive backs on the board, a player that Notre Dame is making an absolute priority in the 2025 class. I got Mr. Cree Thomas out of Brophy Prep out in Arizona. And if Brophy sounds familiar, it's because that's the same school that Benjamin Morrison came out a couple years ago, who was already developed into one of the top quarterbacks in college football. Cree, I appreciate it so much, man. I was just talking to you before we started. I know it's super busy this time of year. We're out of a dead period. We're in preseason work. We're on a Sunday as well. So you recorded with a little early, man. But thank you so much for joining the show, man. How's everything been going? Everything's been going great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Yeah, man. No, we're, we're, we are really excited, Cree. Like I said, I, I know I have mentioned your name on this podcast probably about 6,000 times at this point. So I thought it would be really cool for the listeners of Irish Breakdown to get to know you a little bit, right? You, you hear course. so much about Notre Dame loves Cree Thomas and they're going hard after him and they're developing these relationships. But I wanted to give them a little, a little bit of insight, excuse me, to who you are. So want to start us off just before we begin you're obviously coming off of a really nice sophomore year where you were second team all region and now you're expecting a obviously a major jump this past this next season a lot of offers already from some really great schools I mean obviously Notre Dame but you got Oregon Arizona Arizona State Wisconsin a few others talk to me about the athletic background a little bit if you don't mind it's like what sports have you played in your life and was there a time when you've really started to love football and obviously you've you've really gone that route now obviously as a great player yes um you know ever since I was five years old and I put on the helmet for the first time I just like I just realized I love football like automatically um I've always ran track as well so I think the track background really helps me um with my football development so yeah just Playing football ever since a young age, I always knew football was like what I wanted to do, but playing track was uh, always a great part of my game um, from an athletic standpoint. I also played a little bit of basketball too. Okay. Nice, man. Nice. So you got kind of the all around profile a little bit. Let me ask you, Creed, because for people that listen to this podcast, they know that I'm a big track nerd because I coached track and field for a long time as well. Uh, What events do you compete in in track and field and how I guess specifically, does that help you, I guess, improve your game on the field, if that makes sense? Yeah. Um, so I compete in the decathlon. Oh, wow. So that, all 10 events. So I just think having to be able to jump, run, um, go long distance, I think all of those athletic aspects that the decathlon makes you train just really elevates your game on the football field. Yeah. No, absolutely. That, that's, I mean, because you're doing a little bit of everything, obviously, right? Yeah. So it's, I think it makes total sense because I watch your game on film and I'm just like, you just kind of do everything well. You know, it's like you you change direction well, you run well, you you just kind of have that kind of all-around profile. So that makes total sense. Thank you. Let I me ask, because Brophy, for people that maybe don't know too much about your school, Arizona as, as a state in general is really developing into a great football state. I mean, especially over the last few years, yeah. a lot more great players. I mentioned Benjamin Morrison, but even guys like Elijah Rushing recently in the 2024 class, like a lot of great players are now coming out of the state. 
give me a little insight into just, I guess, the landscape of Arizona football, man, and how ta- how much talent's out there right now. Oh, there's so much talent out here, and I actually think that Arizona football is a little bit underrated, yeah. and I think that we're just now starting to come out a little bit and show people like what we can do, and that Arizona has some dogs out here. So, um, yeah, I just think that there's going to be a lot more eyes on Arizona in the upcoming years. And I, I want to ask, obviously, about Brophy and, and talk a little bit about your 2023 season that's coming up. It's going to be here in, in a blink of an eye. Let me ask you about just kind of the offseason preparation. How has the offseason been in general? How have you felt like your game is improving individually? And how does the team look? So a little bit of a multi-layered uh, question there. Yeah, the team looks – we look super good right now. Um, we really have a great family feel. Like, that's really important to us as a team. Um we're hanging out not just in football, outside all the time. So we're getting really close as a team. Um, we've improved so much from last year. Last year, we were um, kind of a young team. So now we have a lot of returning starters coming back. So I'm really excited about how this season is going to go. Um, individually, with my um, development, I worked a lot on my technique this offseason, just trying to become a more polished cornerback um, in all of my techniques, whether that's press man, off man, zone. Um, so yeah, just really trying to the, uh, fix the little things and make sure that I'm playing at the best of my ability. Let me ask, because it's very interesting. You talked about all the different variations of coverages, right? Press mm-hmm. off zone. There's a lot of different, I guess, skill sets that you see at the cornerback position nowadays, but I see it on your film a lot as far as it seems like the coaching staff allows you to do a little bit of everything, right? You kind of get a little mm-hmm. bit of taste of everything. Let me ask, is there one specific variation or type of coverage that you really like to play maybe more than the other ones? And is there one that has been kind of the real, the one that you're really focusing on this offseason to say, like, I'm good at that, but I need to try to be great at that now? Yeah. You know, um, I think that all coverages are important. So I try to work all of them the same. Um, I understand that I'm going to have to use all of them at some point in time. Um, I really like man coverage I really like me versus you like let's just go play some football like that's my favorite thing to do for sure um so it's really just working on my eyes um in all coverages just zone and man just working on footwork eyes everything one thing that I'm really thankful for for you giving me some time Korea is because the one thing I didn't mention is that we're in August now which means the dead period is gone now right so you are probably getting up hit up daily texts calls coaches everyone recruiting departments everything across college football how have things been just on the chaos side of everything really managing not only getting ready for a season getting ready for school being a part of a family, talk, being with friends, but also having to deal now with the recruiting chaos as well that's now heated up. You know, I wouldn't really call it chaos. Um, it's really a blessing. Like, yeah. I know it's like a great problem to have, so I'm really thankful for all the coaches that reach out and everything. Um, but, yeah, just I, I find it – it's just I'm really enjoying it so far. I'm just enjoying my recruiting process. And, yeah, like I said, just super happy that um, I'm able to be put – and I have all these opportunities to play college football somewhere. Yeah, and like I said, it's a impressive and continuing to expand offer list. I mentioned the Arizona schools, Boston College, Cal, Oregon, Notre Dame, Wisconsin. A lot of great schools that are obviously coming after you already, which is 
still wild to think you're not even a junior yet, technically, which is pretty funny. Uh, do you have any moments, Kree, I, I guess, because you say, you know, you, you just feel grateful and for the opportunities and everything, but knowing that you're still so young, right? You still have two years of high school football and to have all these great schools calling you, like, I guess just how much of a blessing is that to kind of sit, sit back and think about that? Oh, no, it's amazing. Like, this is everything I've dreamed for with uh, ever since I was five years old. You know, like, I always knew, like, playing college football would be something that I wanted to do and eventually um, having maybe the opportunity to play in the NFL. So um, I just thank God so much that um, my dreams are coming true and with continued hard work, um, they'll continue to pay off. So yeah, that's really all it is. It's, it's just really amazing. Yeah, no, it really is. I know you're enjoying the process, obviously. Well, let me ask kind of working more towards the recruiting side of things Obviously, I want to hear about Notre Dame and just how everything's going. I, I've been checking in with you very consistently this offseason, obviously, to see how everything's just kind of been treating you. But large scope of just your relationship with Notre Dame. How has everything been? How are your relationships developing with guys like Coach Mickens, Coach Freeman? How have just the relationship building process been between you and Notre Dame? Oh, the relationship process uh, building has been super good. Um, I really feel like I'm making some strong connections with um, all of the coaches, I'm in constant contact with them. Coach Mickens, I love Coach Mickens, Coach Freeman, um, Coach Dre Brown, um, yeah. Coach Bowden. Coach Bowden brings so much energy every phone call. I love it. Um, they're all super cool, and they all make it known that I'm a priority to them, and that's something that um, I'm really thankful for um, on that end because that's going to be something that's really important to me is um, being wanted um, not just as a player but as a person as well. And I think Notre Dame really makes that um, a key factor in their recruitment. And I'm, I'm really appreciative of that. Well, I'm curious, Cree, when you first had gotten the offer from Notre Dame, what was just kind of, because obviously I know that, you know, Benjamin Morrison went, it goes to Notre Dame and you're familiar with him, but what was your early impression of Notre Dame when maybe they first offered you? Like, what was your perspective and what was just kind of, what, what did you think about the program in general? Oh, I was super excited. I mean, it's Notre Dame, like, it's one of the most storied um, college football programs in all of college football. So I was super excited. And then um, seeing Ben commit there my freshman year, his senior year, it was it was just really cool. I'm like, because Ben Morrison's obviously a guy that I try to uh, role model. At. He's a role model for me. So sure. um, I was just super excited about that. And yeah, I was happy. Well, and I know you've talked to me about, you know, just kind of seeing what Ben's doing up at Notre Dame and how cool that is for you. But yeah. you being a player that was able to play a season in, in the same program at the same position, how well did you get to know Ben, I guess, before he made that decision? And how cool has it just been to see him excel in short, such a short amount of time up in South Bend? No, I got pretty close with Ben just because um, we went to the same school. I feel like when I got there, um, he always kind of took me under his wing. He was just always a really cool guy to me um I love Ben not just because um his play on the field it's him off the field as well he's just a super great person so um like he didn't have to show me the attention he showed me as a freshman um he was always open to any questions I had whether it be about recruiting or play on the field so I'm just really thankful that um he was there when I was there and I got to kind of see how he moved about things so I can um try to do the same yeah, no, nah, and he's done a tremendous job. I mean, freshman All-American, expected to be one of the top corners in college football, is only a sophomore in college, which is absolutely insane. 
Cree, I'm very interested because you, I had put a piece out after you had visited in April, Notre Dame. And I know that you had a, I think you called the, the trip something like sensational. I forget what the word you use exactly for it. But take me through, I guess, your experience finally getting on campus. Like what was just the vibes? What was kind of some of your favorite moments during that first trip to campus? I loved it. It was um, it was definitely different than anything I've seen before. Just the school. I've never really um, seen a school that's built like that, how they run things. So uh, it was just amazing to me. And um, the family aspect of the players um, and coaches at Notre Dame, like I feel like everyone really like loves each other. And yeah. so that's really important to me. Everyone's really close. Um, just in the weight room, out of practice, outside of the field, players are making jokes. They're all really good friends. So that was something that was um, really cool to me and something that really stood out to me just because yeah. relationships are everything in football. So um, that was really cool to be able to see firsthand. And who who took the uh, trip with you, Cree? Did your parents make it up with you as well? Yes. My mom and dad came up with me to Notre Dame. I also had my aunt and uncle who live up oh, in nice. Green, Michigan. So they were able to come down for a day of the visit. Just Oh, that's, that's dope, man. So you got a little, you got a little family reunion on top of going to check yeah. out Notre Dame, which is kind of yeah. cool. Uh, what was, uh, I guess, what was the family's impressions? Like talking to your parents, maybe after, after the visit and everything, like what was just kind of their early impressions of, of the campus and everything? They loved it too. You know, the campus is beautiful. So yeah. um, there's nothing not to love about the campus. Um, uh, the coaches do really well at um, really getting the parents involved in my recruiting process as well. So um, my parents love talking to the coaches. Uh, I think they made some great relationships up on the trip as well. That's fantastic. Well, I want to ask more of a, I guess, macro perspective of recruiting, because again, there's a lot of great schools coming after you outside of Notre Dame. So who are some other schools outside of the, uh, out of the Irish Cree for you right now that maybe are standing out, also doing a really great job outside of Notre Dame? Uh, I really like Oregon and Wisconsin right now, uh, Cal Berkeley. uh, But um, I think all the schools that are recruiting me are doing a pretty good job at recruiting so far. So um, I'm really thankful to everyone who's reaching out and everything like that. And I'm not sure if you have this plan because I know we're still in the preseason technically, but are there any – game visits that you have scheduled for the school for the school year already or like are there some places that you're planning on seeing I have no set um visit dates or game visit dates yet um but I definitely want to try to get out to as many games as I can and uh see different campuses and just make it a little bit hopefully a little bit easier for me to make my decision after the season gotcha and is that is that the timeline right now as far as after junior year is when you kind of want to make the decision Yes, after my junior uh, football season, I probably want to try to make my commitment. Perfect, yeah. I mean, that's perfect, man. You can put it on the back burner a little bit. You watch the places. You play ball this year then, and then you kind of get to that next step. I love it. I think that's a great process. Let me ask you, Creed, last question. Really appreciate your time, man. This is fantastic. But last question for you is when you are trying to make that decision, when you're trying to find a place that maybe feels like home and you could see yourself at, what are some things that you're trying to find? Some things that maybe are non-negotiables, things that you need in a potential school and program for yourself. Like I mentioned already, really where I want to, uh, the place I want to be at, I want it to feel super connected. I want everyone to be, I want everyone to have a strong bond, um, really a family feel. 
my high school team, we feel like family. We get up at 5 a.m. We practice every morning. And that's really important to me. So I feel like I just want that same thing in college. I want to love the people I'm playing next to. I want to love the coaches. And I want them to love me back, um, not just as a football player, but um, as a person. So that's really the main thing that's important to me and non-negotiable, just um, everybody loving each other, a bond, um, and just a strong family connection. That's some great insight there. And again, Creed Thomas, star cornerback, 2025 recruit out of Brofree Prep out in the state of Arizona, top target on the board for Notre Dame at the cornerback position. Creed, again, man, thank you so much for carving out some time for me. I really appreciate it in the midst of preseason. Thank you so much for joining the show today, man. Best of luck on the season, and thank you so much for joining the Irish Breakdown Podcast. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Well, everyone, that was my interview with Mr. Creed Thomas out of Brophy Prep out in the state of Arizona, 2025 cornerback, one of the top cornerbacks on the board. Hope you all liked it. I think that he is a just kind of wrapping up my conversation with Cree. Very intelligent. <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly, like when I first got him on, because I had talked to him in the past before, obviously, but just kind of getting him face to face, because obviously I haven't been out to Arizona to see him. Really intelligent kid. I mean, it takes you off guard a little bit, and I think you kind of underestimate some of these kids at times because he's a kid that just finished up a sophomore year of school, right? So he's not even technically a junior yet. He hasn't had his first day of junior year of high school, but really intelligent kid, man. I I really enjoyed thorough. I mean, I was talking to him beforehand for several minutes, afterwards for several minutes. Just a really great kid, man. I'm glad that Notre Dame is on him, obviously, because he – is not only a great young man and I think would be a great ambassador for Notre Dame, but he's also a really talented football player. I mean, he really is. I, I saw someone ask in the chat, like, how fast is he? Cree can run, man. Cree can run. He's a track athlete. He can run. I, I think as his body continues to fill out, too, he's going to get even more explosive. So the building blocks, like I said, in the first section of this podcast, really good, man. Really, really good. So big fan of Cree Thomas. I want to thank him so much. I know he's probably listening out there or maybe his family is. So just want to thank Cree Thomas again so much for taking a little bit of time to uh, come on the podcast, man. We hope to have him back on again. If he ends up part of the Notre Dame class, you can be, it's a guarantee that Cree Thomas will be back on the show. So hope you all enjoyed it. Thank you so much. We're going to get into the mailbag next. Before we do, if you could just hit that like button, subscribe to the podcast, five-star reviews, and also we are almost a week away from college football, folks. It is a Thursday. Next Saturday is college football. So make sure you hit that notification bell because you would have known that Brian Driscoll and the crew here, Mr. Vince D'Addario, they had a little prediction show last night. And you would have known that if you didn't hit that notification bell or you aren't signed up to the boards at boards at irishbreakdown.com. So make sure you hit that notification bell. So I'm going to get on to the mailbag next again and be in the chat. If you all have any questions, I got a bunch start already. But that's going to do it for this portion of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. Mm-hmm.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.